I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I'm the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I am also one of our two hosts here on The Artist Business Plan, which now reaches over 5,000 monthly listeners in 100 countries around the globe and growing every single week. Today, we've got Rich Simmons here with us on the mic. Rich is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to develop your brand and your business. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what he has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Looking for the easiest way to produce and sell ready-to-hang artworks? Any artist, photographer, or digital creator looking for the easiest way to produce and sell their art, illustrations, and designs as a complete ready-to-hang piece of wall art can utilize the Frame It Easy Shopify app to either start or grow their business. Simply set up or add to an existing Shopify store and seamlessly integrate the Frame It Easy app to upload your digital work Choose the sizes and styles you'd like to offer, and then let Frame It Easy do the rest. From printing and mounting to custom framing and shipping straight to your customer's door. Just search Frame It Easy in the Shopify App Store to install it today. For more information and a special offer, head to frameiteasy.com slash show. So we are back here with Rich Simmons, and we are going to change the way that you think about your art career. Rich Simmons is a contemporary urban pop artist who has exhibited all over the world. Simmons' work explores the intersections of visual culture spanning pop art, comic books, the Renaissance, contemporary fashion, sexuality, and beyond. Simmons' bold use of color, intricately detailed hand-cut stencils, sense of humor, and thought-provoking narratives running through his work are proving that Rich is both an innovator and highly collectible artist. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you here. Um, Now, before we dive into it, Rich, uh, I just want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory uh, that you have of art? Um, So my granddad was kind of an artist. He, He was covered in tattoos. He drew. He did poetry and things like that. So I always remember going to visit him. And I wanted one of his drawings that was kind of like treasure to a three-year-old. So I would always um, say, I want a drawing. And he would say, well, I want one in return. So they would send me off uh, with crayons and paper and I would sit at the table and I would draw for hours. And I think that was just a way for for everyone to keep me quiet and out of trouble. And at (laughs) the end of the day, I would give him my drawing and he would do something really quickly and we traded. And I got a piece of artwork in return for a piece of artwork. So it kind of taught me from a very young age, it planted a seed that if I wanted to get something in life, I could use my creativity to find a way to get it and kind of became an entrepreneur very, very young just because of that. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Like your your granddad was kind of giving you almost a lesson on, uh, you know, bartering, <laughs> but Absolutely. with uh 
with art and, uh, yeah, just realizing that like, Hey, you know, creativity itself is, uh, can be a currency. So that's, that's awesome that, uh, you know, you, you got to learn that. And also you got to, uh, <laughs> have some of his drawings, which is so cool. Yeah. It planted, it planted a seed very young and I've kind of kept that and, and it stuck with me for a long time. <laughs> I love that story. Um, well, thank you for sharing it with our listeners, Rich, and let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the questions that we have. Um, so Rich, the most important first step on running a successful art business is developing a strong brand. Uh, now besides, uh, uh, your, your brand when you were young with your granddad, mm. uh, uh, how would you say uh, a newer artist, um, how can they identify their brand, uh, when they're starting out? I think they need to understand who they are as a person as well before they can go on and, and try and create a brand around that. Because if you don't know who you are and you don't know what your core beliefs are, you don't know what kind of art you want to make and what kind of message you want to put into that, you're going to get lost very, very quickly. So, for example, I, I'm a big advocate of, of mental health awareness using creativity. So I'm always trying to create narratives that inspire uh, people that come to see my work, whether it's through the narratives that I put into it, whether it's through the the messaging, the imagery, I'm trying to inspire people. So that's part of my core core messaging as an artist, and it's part of my brand because it extends further than just the paintings. It's it's who I am. It's how I talk. It's how I present myself. And I've known that from a very young age. I was doing art therapy before I had a career in art. I set up my art as the Cure project when I was 22 and I didn't get my first gallery break until I was 25. So it's just who I am. And I think young artists really need to look at themselves, understand what they want to do with it, how they want to change the world, how they want to inspire, how they want to present themselves. And once you have that, I think it becomes a lot easier to move forward with a direction, with a path that's kind of laid out for you. You've got the stepping stones because you have it built into you. You know, you know your route. So that's, uh, that's what I would say is understand who you are to understand your art moving forwards. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of conversely, you know, your art is going to be part of you, like, you know, your art and your brand. So if the brand that you've created doesn't reflect yourself, then it's going to start like weighing down on you in your own personal life. So I, I, I totally agree that, you know, first step is make sure that, you know, your brand, your art uh, reflects yourself. And then from there, every step that you're taking, you're going to be thinking like, okay, like, what is my art all about? How does it reflect me? And so that's going to help guide you, like you just said. Um, so that's, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, yeah. being an artist is, it's not just a job, it's who you are as a person. It's how you think, it's how you live your life. You can't separate them. So if you don't create things that you believe in that you want to make, you're going to get lost and stuck and unhappy very, very quickly. So you better do something that you're going to enjoy and and have fun because it's a roller coaster of a career and, and a life. So start off on a good foot and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and that that actually ties really nicely to the next question I have. Um, and just, you know, again, remembering that, you know, as the artist, oh, sorry, that's my dog. Okay. Um, and it's, it's always remember, it's important to remember that, you know, as the artist, you are part of your own brand. Um, so what are a few ways that an artist can round out and amplify their brand 
to stay consistent as they're, you know, moving forward in their art career. Well, as I said before, having those kind of core beliefs and having that as part of your DNA, not just as a person, but as an artist, that has to stay with you. But you also have to remember that people invest in the artist as much as they invest in the artwork, I believe. So I think if you want someone to have this kind of positive energy in their home, there has to be some kind of positive energy coming from the artist as well and coming from the messaging and the branding that the artist is putting forward. If I'm posting positive, inspiring content on social media and on my website, if I'm doing podcasts like this, and if I'm putting out a good energy and things that people want to see and hear and make them smile, they're going to look at that artwork in their home and they're going to want more. They're going to want to replicate that kind of positive energy. If you aren't a good person, if for whatever reason, the artist has a bad reputation or something happens, every time you see a painting done by them, if it's in the home, you're going to look at it and think, ah, that's a shame that they turned out that way. I want to look at a piece of artwork and feel positive energy. I want to feel inspired. And that's what an artist should do. It should evoke an emotion. It should evoke some kind of positive feeling that makes you want to start your day by seeing something whether it's a particular color or a message, something that speaks to the person that bought the artwork, they also have to think about the artist that made it. And that's hugely, hugely important. And I don't think a lot of artists realize how important it is that people invest in them just as much as the artwork that they're creating. Yeah, absolutely. And again, artists, remember, people invest in the artist as much as the artwork. I think that's so poignant, Rich. Um, and yeah. Also, you know, even if your art is about something that is, um, I don't know, like negative, if, mm -hmm. if the point of your art is to overcome that, not, you know, wallow in, in that negativity, then I think that's, that's perfectly fine, but absolutely. I mean, you know, your art should be like helping people feel the way that they want to. And I think everyone wants to be feeling more positive. So I, you know, your art should be reflecting that either in just like pure positivity and joy or or like looking at something that's that's a, a difficult time or, or a negative thing but in a positive light um so absolutely I, I i think that that's such a good uh you know starting point again with with your art career um that's that's great um so rich you were an entrepreneur before you were an artist uh, what would you say are five tips from running a business that an artist entrepreneur can bring to run their successful art business? Okay, so I think the first thing is understanding your audience. It's it's knowing the product that you're going to create and knowing who's going to buy it. And the example I always give for this one is, let's say I'm selling t-shirts and I've set the business up in London and everyone in London wears red t-shirts. I want to take the business and expand it to New York, but everyone in New York wears blue t-shirts. I'm not going to sell many red t-shirts in New York. So you have to understand that if you want to go to a new audience, you may have to adapt the product that you have. Uh, one, one great example is this. I, in London, I sell a lot of work that has uh, diamond dust or gold leaf or uh, shiny varnish finishes, things like that. New York, People like matte finishes because in their collections, they've got Warhols and Basquiat's and Herrings. 
So it's a lot of matte finish things. So galleries want that continuity because if they have a collector that buys those things, but they want to get a new artist in their collection, it has to fit in their collection and not stand out like a sore thumb. So understanding your audience, whether it's a product, whether it's a piece of art, whether it's a different country, a different continent you're going to, you have to do your research or you'll end up wasting a lot of time and money. And that, that goes into the second point of knowing how to market something because everyone is going to be different. Galleries want to be approached a certain way. Press want to be approached a certain way. Uh, art collectors want to be approached a certain way. And you have to know how to market yourself. And this goes back to understanding your brand and being able to have that continuity, have those core beliefs that someone is going to go and research you. They're going to look, if, if a gallery gets an email from you saying, hey, I'd like to work with your gallery, they're going to Google you. They're going to look at your Instagram and see what kind of person that you are as an artist, what kind of message you're putting across. So you have to know how to, how to market yourself, but also have a unique selling point. And that's, that's really key is the art world is incredibly saturated. There's a lot of people trying to do this and not many people find a gap in the market that they become unique in. So I think you have to kind of find a unique selling point, whether it's inventing a new technique, whether it's finding a new color, whether it's finding a new way to market yourself, whatever that foot in the door that separates you from everyone else and makes you stand out and makes someone say, that's different, that's unique, I need that person, I need that artwork, whether it's in a gallery or a home, you have to have that unique selling point to stand out from the hundreds of other people that are also trying to sell art to the same people. Um, that also goes on to how to find opportunities and having the right kind of timing. For example, I did a painting of Superman kissing Batman and I did it in a gallery show in 2014 in London and didn't really get as much attention on that piece as I thought I would. But the year later, 2015, Superman versus Batman, the movie was coming out. So I did the painting on the street in London. I flew to New York. I did it there. I flew to Los Angeles. I did it there. I wrote press releases. I contacted people and it got picked up because the movie was coming out and it was the right piece for that right time. There was also the conversation about gay equality in America at that point. So it ticked a lot of boxes. But having that timing worked for that piece to get it out at that time. A year earlier, it didn't really work. So understanding where to find the opportunities, how to get it at the right moment at the right time is key. But then also finding a balance between the creative and the business, because being an artist is also being a businessman. You have to understand how to sell, how to brand, how to market yourself, how to have the right product, how to have the right timing. All these different things that I've talked about are part of being a business. You're creating a brand, you're creating a business for your art. But having good artwork is also important because if it's too much of business and not enough of art, people won't believe it. If it's too much art and not enough business, people won't see it enough and it'll get lost in the pack. So finding that kind of balance, that holy grail of having a good product, but also having the skills to market it and get it out there, I think that's the like the kind of holy grail of being an artist is having that fine balance between being an artist and understanding the business of being an artist. Yeah, that that last point, it's such a recurring theme with with artists I talk to and myself as an artist. Uh, definitely 
it's a, it's a holy grail finding that balance between the two. Um, everyone listening, just to recap the five points, because I think that they're really important. Um, understand your audience, know how to market what it is you're selling and who you're selling to. Have a unique selling point. Know how to find opportunities at the right time. And again, I think that's such a great example with your Superman, uh, you know, kissing Batman, uh, being in line with the movie a year after you first made it. Uh, and then lastly, balance the creative and business sides of your art. Uh, and, you know, probably everyone listening is like, okay, I got to make sure I make the time for the business side of my art. But like you said, that's also not the be all end all. You, you do also have to make the time to, you know, expand your art creatively, always be, you know, pushing yourself further in that way um, and, and creating new, exciting, innovative work. So I think that those are five amazing points, Rich. Thank you. I'm glad you like them. Hopefully it helps a lot of people listening. I, I think it will. And I, and uh, I hope everyone listening agrees. Um, so we are going to come right back and Rich is going to tell you more about what you want to know about appreciating success, art for mental health, and much more. But first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. All right, and we are back. Rich, it's important for artists and everyone to recognize and celebrate their wins, so to speak. When mm -hmm. did you recognize that you had made it, quote unquote, and how do you use the success um, that you found to keep up your momentum? I think when I first started getting opportunities in art, it was very much by accident. I was living in London at the time, working with a graffiti company, just doing people's bedrooms and, and corporate gigs, painting graffiti and street art. But I did a painting of Will and Kate dressed up as the Sex Pistols right before the royal wedding. This goes back to the, the right piece at the right time. And doing that piece in such a way, marketing it in such a way, writing a press release, the next morning it went global. It went absolutely viral all over the world. I had galleries calling me up and I got opportunities with Opera Gallery in London. And within a month, my work was hanging in a gallery next to Banksy. And I'd never dreamed of that being an avenue for me. I wanted to do other things, but I seized the opportunity and I ran with it, but it was still very much a blur. I was thrown in at the deep end and it took having a few shows in other galleries, in smaller galleries to kind of really learn who I was as an artist. And then I think that the thing that really made me feel like something's happening here was getting opportunities in New York. I didn't get to travel much when I was younger because I've been self-employed since I was 19. 
So holidays just weren't a thing. It was work, work, work. So going to New York for the first time was my first trip away in a long, long time. And it was because art had led me there because I was stubborn enough to believe that I could be an artist in some capacity. I was able to get opportunities and ended up having a solo show. And I think it was one of the biggest solo shows for a British artist in New York for a long time. And having that experience of getting to move out there, live there for a few months, make the work. That was when I thought, wow, something's, something's happening here. But I still see myself as that 19 year old kid in my bedroom learning how to paint. And I don't have an ego about things. Everything is a bonus for me. Everything is a crazy experience to have people want me on podcasts and galleries want to hang my art. And I understand I deserve this now because I've worked very hard to do this, to get to this point. But it still blows my mind that I get to make art for a living and I get to share advice for a living and um, promote art therapy for a living. It's It still blows my mind, but I always set that bar slightly higher for myself. I always want to push myself. So nothing is is ever quite where I want it to be. There's always another goal. There's always another challenge. And that keeps me motivated and allows me to enjoy all of these little victories as I go. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's amazing. And it kind of goes back to what you were first saying about, um, you know, when you're looking at your brand as an artist, make sure that it's just, it's you. And, you know, I, I think the fact that you're you're almost surprised at, at like the point that you've gotten. It's, it's because you're, uh, you're just starting out being really authentic and, and really, uh, like paying attention to yourself along the way as, as you're, you're taking these next steps. So it's almost like, you know, you haven't lost yourself as you've, you've gained success. So the fact that it just suddenly was there, I mean, uh, if this makes sense at all, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. but I mean, my, my whole goal was being, uh, was promoting art therapy. My art as the cure was something I was doing before I had a career in art. So my goal was always just to try and inspire people. The fact that I now get to be an artist as well, and people want to spend thousands of dollars on my paintings still blows my mind because my whole goal in life was just to find ways to inspire and help people. This is all a bonus for me. The fact that I get to have a career, the fact that I get to travel the world and, and make art for some amazing people, that's all a bonus for me. It's all little victories that all build up. But as long as I can still keep that core belief that I had before I even became an artist of how can I help people? How can I inspire people? That's what motivates me. And that's the things that I celebrate is how can I how can I do something that someone's going to benefit from? Hopefully someone will listen to this podcast and they'll benefit from it. They'll learn something or they'll feel inspired to, to learn about art therapy or they'll want to go and make their own painting or start their own journey uh, as an artist or whatever career they want. I think another piece of advice that I would put out there is you can learn how to be successful in whatever you want to do from a lot of different people. I, I learned a lot about how to be an artist from learning about business people, Steve Jobs and and Richard Branson, people like that. They inspired my entrepreneurial side and I've extrapolated their lessons and applied it to art. And other people can extrapolate what I'm saying here. And it doesn't have to be about how to make stencils and how to paint things. 
It could be that someone wants a career in music or they want to be a chef or whatever it might be. What are the steps they need to take to get inspired, to find a USP, to find the right thing at the right time to move forward? And hopefully if one person can listen to this and feel inspired enough to do something positive with their life, then that's, that's one of my wins. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's beautiful. I, I actually just finished a book, um, by an actor that was kind of talking about their, their career from, you know, as a, as a kid, the, their family dynamics up until like their most recent successes as, uh, as a film actor. And it's not only like inspired my own art career, kind of the reverse of what you're saying. Um, but, uh, also just like my, my own life in general and the way that I'm like approaching, uh, scenarios in life and, and decisions that I'm making. So definitely it, it really doesn't matter that the, the career or the industry lines up exactly, you know, there's so many ways that you can, um, be gaining perspective from, from people. So just absorbing information and, uh, and I absolutely agree. I'm sure that there's artists out there listening to this episode and, and being inspired by you, Rich. Uh, I'm inspired, so yeah, there, I, I know that. There's so many ways to be inspired, um, but the important thing is to find ways to let yourself be inspired, to have an open mind to to learning, to being inspired. So just having an open mind to whoever it is, whether it's me, whether it's someone else on your podcast, whether it's you, uh, just having that open mind and allowing yourself to feel inspired can change lives in a, in a massive, massive way. It really can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and before we wrap up, Rich, I wanted to, to mention, cause you mentioned your art therapy company, mm -hmm. Art is the Cure. Um, what are some creative strategies that someone can implement to improve their mental health? Because I know that that's an important topic for you. Yeah, for sure. So I think I mentioned it earlier. It's, it's finding a balance between, um, how you release the energy that you need to release. So a lot of people are going to end up stressed, whether it's through work, through life, through pandemics, through whatever it may be that is causing stress. A lot of people will let that fester and will let that build up. And that turns into negative releases, whether it's self-harm, whether it's uh, taking substances, drinking more than you should, whatever it is that people do to get that negativity out of their system. They just want it out of their system, but they don't always know the best route for it. I always found that creativity was the thing that unlocked it for me. I think if you imagine depression, mental health problems, stress, whatever it may be, is like a straitjacket. It's like an invisible straitjacket that you can't get off. And that's what causes people to stress even more because they don't know how to get out of that situation. They don't know how to escape that mindset. Art for me is a key that can unlock that invisible straitjacket and allow you to have the freedom to express yourself. It's taking that negative energy and using it in a positive way to create a painting, to write a poem, to write music, to create a new recipe, whatever your creative release is, that's a positive way to get out of your system. And even for me, because art is now my career, I need another kind of creative release from when art is the thing that stresses me out. So I come home, I have my electric drum kit, I have my guitar, I have video games, I have comic books, I'm writing a novel, 
I have other creative releases that allow me to have a balance. So when the other creative thing is stressing me out, I have other things that are going to help that. So having that, that healthy balance of release from problems in life through creativity, through using your imagination is, is absolutely life-changing. It's changed a lot of people's mindsets and approaches to their mental health by realizing, Hey, wait a minute. I have depression and I also play the drums. I, I never quite connected the dots that playing the drums actually makes me feel good. I should do that more. That's my creative release. And it was always that pain plus creativity equals art therapy. I think it's a really simple equation that people can understand is A plus B equals C. But what I was always focusing on was the equals, the art therapy thing. How can I promote art therapy? What I've now realized is that what I need to be doing is being that catalyst that educates and inspires people to connect the dots, to connect the, a negative experience, uh, a problem in their life, a mental health thing, a stress thing, whatever it may be. If you connect that to a creative release, and as I said, there's so many different kinds just connecting those two dots can cause a positive uh, realization, that epiphany that they actually have a cure at their fingertips. They have a key to unlock the straitjacket whenever they need it. And it's a free piece of advice. I want everyone to be able to tell their friend if they're stressed, if they're upset, if they're going through something, hey, we should go to a, a concert. Hey, we should go skateboarding because you enjoy that. That makes you happy. Hey, let, let's write something. It's a free piece of advice that people can save lives with. And it's, it's purely an inspiration thing. It's how can I inspire people? And I've been trying to push that for well over a decade now. I'll continue to do that throughout my life. It's as important, if not more than my art career. And it's something, like I said earlier, it goes back to having that core belief. And my core belief was always, how can I inspire and help people? And if I can use my art and if I can use a platform as an artist to be able to have more opportunities to, to share this message, I wouldn't have got this message necessarily if I wasn't exhibiting in galleries around the world. But the fact that I have been able to do that and use this opportunity means that I can promote my core belief to people. And it's, it's that kind of virtuous circle. It always comes back if you can put out positive things positive things can happen so yeah that's kind of who i am that's what i want to do with my life is art art is the cure yeah no and it's it's almost so easy that probably everyone misses it or not everyone but i mean just again that pain plus creativity equals art therapy i mean i think that so many people they they jump to I have a problem, I have this pain, uh, like, how do I solve it? And sometimes, like, trying to go straight to the source, you're too stressed by the pain uh, to actually be able to solve it on your own. So taking something like creativity, and again, like, in whatever means that that is for you, you're, you're unlocking the ability to, to get past it, because you're just, you're, you're removing that stress you're lifting it from yourself enough to be able to, to move, like you said, and like, like really just like get to the core of what's going on. Um, even though it's, it's, it might be thought of as indirect where it's like, 
you know, oh, it, you know, if I'm playing the drums, well, that's not going to, uh, like if I'm playing drums for fun, like that's not going to solve my financial debt or something like yeah. that. But if you're like, oh my God, what do I do about my financial debt? And you're just like freaking out about that, then you're not going to get past it. You're just going to like be drowning in that negative feeling. So I, I think that's, like you said, I think that could really like save lives. It just like that one piece of advice. Yeah. It's, it's everyone overcomplicates it. It's a, a really simple thing is if you're struggling with something, do something that makes you happy, do something that uses your imagination that involves creativity. And the example you were using, if you're stressed out financially, if you don't know what the next step is, if you don't know the answers to that, spend 20 minutes playing the guitar, listening to music, writing something, drawing something, throwing paint around, whatever it is, have that little escape and it will make you feel better and be able to tackle that problem with a slight more clarity and and have a mm -hmm. slightly healthier approach to it. And you may find that epiphany. It could be, um, it could just come to you when you hit a certain chord or hear a certain song when you're playing your guitar and you think, oh, wait, that's how I can solve that problem. And now you feel positive. Now you feel inspired to go and tackle it without it being a burden, without it being this overbearing weight that a lot of people drown under. It's, it doesn't have to be. Absolutely. No, I, I, I think that you couldn't have said it better. Rich, this has been such an amazing conversation. I just want to bring it home for our listeners out there. What is a call to action that you want to share with our listeners so that they can take full advantage of your programs and, and see your work? Um, what would you like to share with our listeners? Well, you can check out my work on Rich Simmons Art on Instagram, richsimmonsart.com. Basically, anything with Rich Simmons Art, you can find me on. Um with Art as the Cure, we have a website, artasthecure.org, and an Instagram, artasthecure.org. The goal for that is, over the pandemic, we realized we can't go to schools, we can't run workshops, we can't do things that maybe allow people to interact with us and, and help people one-on-one. -on -one. So we downloaded, or we created the downloadable coloring book with different artists like Sandra Chevrier. I have some work on there, Denial. A few of my other favorite artists have got work on there. So people can print them off, coloring them at home and have that kind of creative release if they need it. Uh, moving forward, I, what I want to do is inspire people and find new ways to inspire people. We created a film a couple of years ago that went on to win several film festivals about my story, about how art therapy saved my life and how I am now able to have a career as an artist and, and try and find ways to inspire people. So you can check that out on the website. But I want to tell other people's stories. I want to find new ways to inspire people. So hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll be able to release my own podcast. At some point, we'll get you on there. Uh, we can do a trade-off in that sense. <laughs> but I just want to I want to inspire people. And then there's a lot of ways to do it. But it's just me doing it. It's, this is a one-man band. I run my art career. I do everything from packing the prints to signing the thank you notes to building the website. Everything is done by me. And it's the same with Art as the Cure. I built the website. I designed the t-shirts. I pack the orders. I ship them. I go to the schools. I give talks. Um, if people want to join that, as I said earlier, it's a free piece of advice is art, art is the cure. Art can save people. 
if you have a friend, if you have a loved one that is struggling with something, tell them about Art as the Cure. Show them the film, show them the website, share the message, see if they can use creativity and, and see if you can save someone's life. It's really as simple as just sharing a piece of advice. And if you can get inspired through what I do, uh, whether it's my artwork, whether it's the Art as the Cure, if you want to support that and be part of the community, we've got T-shirts on the website. We've got the downloadable coloring books. We're going to be releasing more films and podcasts. So join the community, follow the Instagram, and hopefully there'll be news and exciting opportunities. And especially when the pandemic kind of eases and schools will let me back in, I want to go back to schools. I want to give talks to kids. I want to inspire them face-to-face, run workshops, teach them about how to have a career in art, how art can be a form of therapy. So there's a lot of exciting opportunities and I'm just grateful that I get to, to, to do this in my life. Wow. Rich, like it sounds like you have so many opportunities for artists and just people (laughs) to, to use creativity to, to help them get through difficult times. I, I definitely think that anyone out there listening could go ahead, go to at artist art is the cure org or www.artisthecure.org. Again, you can also see Rich's art, which is incredible, at Rich Simmons Art on Instagram or anywhere. (laughs) Um, And also uh, richsimmonsart.com. As always, you can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. Rich, I can't wait to be on your podcast when that comes out. We'll make it happen. Um, As always. We're going to make it happen. (laughs) Um, As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, We always appreciate a share or a review when you're listening to and enjoying the Artist Business Plan. You can review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's so important for other artists to be able to find us through those reviews. So we really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, That quote is by Susie Kassem. And the quote is, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Rich, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Again, thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We are so grateful for that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And I look forward to to doing this again on mine in the future. Yeah, absolutely, Rich. Everyone else, uh, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world.